Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out to this afternoon screenings of Pachinko. My name is Mara Webster. I'm the co-founder and head of programming at InCreative Company. And I'm so excited to introduce our wonderful guests this afternoon. So please join me in welcoming Minha Kim and Jimmy Simpson. And Minha, I wanted to start with you because you had such a long and an extensive audition process for this role. It was three or four months of different auditions and, and chemistry reads. But then when you were cast and you had the part, how did that help you in already having such an understanding of who this character was? And did you have details on the different timelines and where the story was going or what, what was really helpful to learn about her from that process? Um, yeah, it took four months and... Um... In Korea, we don't usually do the chemistry reading. Like this whole process were new experience for me. So, like you said, while I was preparing um, this role and auditioning, um, it was kind of natural for me to understand her deeply. Like every time I go for the auditioning, I got to understand her more, so they can pick me. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to study more and more and. Um, but it was weird that I, even though I'm not trying hard enough, I'm not hard enough, I, even though I'm not like trying so much, I could naturally, you know, sort everything inside myself. Like I can, I can find it. As soon as I find out the connections between Sanjay and me, I feel like we have a lot of similarities. And um, so... The things that I have to do is to make it deeper rather than wider. So, yeah, this, this four months of this process um, makes me deeper. And when I finally get picked and then on set, um, it was enough time for me to make the character like totally 100% as her. I love that. And for you, Jimmy, what was your audition process? I imagine it probably wasn't quite four months of chemistry. I worked with so many folks and, and, and folks I haven't seen before and have seen before. And I, I, I don't think I've been as stunned by someone's take on a character as I, as I was when I saw what I, mean, I was doing. It was just spectacular. Um, no, my audition process was, was not as arduous. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's just I just want to be here and like just bowing down that I get to share the stage and the screen with this young lady. Um, but no, it was uh, it was it was about talking with Sue Hugh, um, the creator of the of the show, and her being so clear and eloquent on her plan to take this novel that means so much and is so important, and is so <clears throat> arguably perfect in its own right, and to somehow bring it to another medium and hopefully enhance it. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she added Naomi, the character, to the book, um, and she added Sweet Little Tom, um, a lost white man in the middle of this entire organization, <laughs> thinking he knows so much more than he does. And, um, and Sue and I were basically talking about the, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the sad parallels I may have with Tom, and just really trying to nail those down. And, and that, was, that was the process, it was getting to know Sue and what she wanted to do with this material, which was again, like I said, just so so brilliant already. 
No, the writing's brilliant. And and Minha as well. I mean, you have to create such a journey for, for Sunja. You know, at the beginning, she's a teenage girl. And then by the end, she is such a woman and a mother and so fiercely protective of her family before her first child is ever even born. She's willing to give absolutely everything she has to. And there's so much strength and fortitude. And so did you have all the scripts at once to be able to prepare? Because it's such a, it's such a delicate and slow and gradual journey journey of confidence and self that you found in her? Um, I have to think about it because it was two years ago, but <laughs> I, I think it was, I, I, I took the script, not all at once, I think, and, oh, and first it was originally from English, so I have to read it, read it down by English, and then the version of tr translations, and then um, the whole Korean that I, that I was speaking it was um, all from dialect, so that's the other part that I had to work out. So there were three versions of scripts. So um, yeah, and um, it was kind of I don't want to use the word easy, but there was a novel. So based on novel, I have to. Um, build the character and, you know, imagine how she's feeling as a teenager and as a mother and as a daughter and as a mom. I just have to keep thinking about it. So, um, yeah, thanks to novel, <laughs> I had a plenty of time to think about it. And even though I had a time to build a character, it was so hard because I've never experienced that before, you know, for example, when I was um, the laboring scene or the part where I say goodbye to my mom and the breaking up scenes, those were the emotions that I could not dare to think about. It's so huge. But thanks to all the actors and actresses, to all, all the co-workers and um, directors, there was something more that they were like, beyond something that I could imagine. So like, it's not only me building the characters, but all the you know, people around me help me to, you know, attached to the character. I love that. And, and Jimmy, for you in, in playing your character and, and stepping into the world of finance and even just, uh, you know, there's, there's that speech that I think Naomi gives about, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't the top law firm, it's a good law firm, but this is kind of where people who are in the middle ground come. <laughs> And, but Big I was reveal to Solomon. He's like, shit. <laughs> but I was interested for you in how details like that helped to shape, you know, who is he? What drew him into this world? What is it that he's trying to achieve? Because he does seem like someone who puts a lot of pressure on himself to succeed. And, and so what did the details of the, the place that he's working, the environment that that is, and the world of finance give you in terms of who he was as a person? Well, it's, it's, it's that situation where he was the, uh, the top of the heap in one pond, and then he had to move to another one. And he still hasn't kind of exercised that old idea of himself and his capabilities. And he's, he's, he's failed. And he hasn't um, gotten the clarity with himself to figure out why he keeps failing. failing. So he, he's, he keeps struggling and struggling. And that's where we leave him in, uh, in season one. And uh, I, I was, I, I, like Tom, had just an inkling of, the annexation and and the history 
And so uh, I went in relatively blindly. And so for me, the, the, uh, the, the knowledge of, our, of, of what we went through as human beings, and we all have our own little point of view, but I just hadn't had that point of view of, of Korea for 50 years being completely oppressed. Um, and I was, that's what drew me the most to this piece. I just, I wanted to be near it because not only was it a beautiful storytelling, but it was, it was information about us as human beings that a lot of us just weren't aware of and the depth. And then to, when I kept reading about Korea pulling themselves up in their five-year plan and the way they came together to become one of the most, the strongest, most powerful economies in the world, it was just kind of breathtaking. And you get to see the, the journey of the country through this character. And um, honestly, it was, it was that as a whole. And Sue's, Sue and Teresa Kang's just ability to see it all in front of us, say, we can do this. We can tell this story if we all do it. And like you know, I was saying, it was a family building. This Every scene, there was not a, a person that was not invested um, from the, the grip to the actors to the producers. So we all got together to try to tell the story the best way we could. And luckily we found this one to be the face <laughs> and just nailed it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, you know, you give such a beautiful performance and there's so many quiet moments. There's so many moments where the camera is just, you know, like Jimmy said, your face, your face, the camera is so close up on a lot of your performance and there's so many scenes where there's not even any dialogue in that moment as well and so what were the conversations that you had with with Sue or with um you know the episode we just watched was directed by Justin Chan like the the two directors of the show to really find what you needed those moments to be because that's so much of your performance throughout the show and it tells us so much um I, th I thought that Sanja doesn't speak a lot and especially after she experienced all those kind of things I, I, I was thinking this this words really necessary for her because you know this is too much so but this is you know um, the series I have to convey all those emotions through my eyes I just wanted to make this silence powerful for the audience so um, um, I did. I didn't. I. I didn't want to use any vocabulary or any sentences to deliver all this um, feelings and thoughts that Sanja was giving. And fortunately, um, Kay Kogunada and Justin and Sue agree with it. So um, I just really um, want her atmosphere be on the screen. That's what I try mostly on the set. I just wanted to change the atmosphere so the audience can feel it. I, I mean, they can have the empathy um, to feel together. So, I mean, I mean, thank you for saying that because that was what I was keep trying to do on set. And, but that was, that was a really good um, question. Thank you. If I may, it's just what I was saying about the, the history. I love history, so I'm, I'm obsessed with reading history. Not everybody does. And there's a lot of information here. And um, that Faulkner quote, the past isn't uh, dead. In fact, the past isn't even past. And 
with her expressing all the things she's talking about, that's what made it more than a history lesson for those who weren't there with us. It elevates all of that information, and, and especially with what's happening today. It's this reflection. No, we're not. We haven't moved that far past this. And look at this human being and how it affects her. Um, that's why it works so well, because it's so pertinent. And then you have a vessel like this human um, to help illustrate it. Really special. I love that. You know, and, and she's also someone that you see the way that other characters, when they first meet her, think that she's quite a quiet person, quite a shy person. But she's so strong in so many ways, and she's not afraid to use her voice in in instances when she needs to either, which makes it even more powerful when she does speak. And, you know, she's not afraid of conflict either. Um, was that something that you found in her very early on, or how did you want to capture and make sure that you had the way that people perceive her on the surface and then everything that's happening underneath? Well, um, I thought that she's not like, you know, she's a teenager. She's 16 years old. She's... She's bright, and um, I thought that she was bright, and um, she has a lot of affection inside herself. So that's why, um, that's what makes her so strong, that she has a lot of love inside her. So even though she doesn't, you know, on the screen and in the episodes, even though audience can feel that she's quiet and um, stubborn and... Um, strong she's also fragile i mean love love is like that right it's so strong and powerful but it's so easy to break out break down and collapse that's how i feel about sanja she's um she's always there but she's not afraid of um going down she's not afraid of um fail failure that's why she can stand up right away and solve all the problems and raise her voice and do what, do the things that she thinks that is right. She has a, her own standard. That's what um, makes her so strong. And um, I've learned a lot of things from her, though, about these characters. And she's ready to listen to all the characters, you know. Um, one of my favorite scenes is that she talks to Kyung Hee that we can do it together. I mean, this is all like, this is everything that's contains in herself. So I think being quiet and um, steady is quite essential. I mean, very effective for, um, to show her character, I mean, her strengths and, you know, um, the part of resilience very effective but also um, it's just um, it's not about the silence but also about she's ready to go down and ready to fail and just spring up right away yes. <laughs> and Jimmy one of the scenes I wanted to ask you about is is the conference room scene where he basically is sitting there and Solomon doesn't do what he wants him to do in that moment because there's so much rising tension that we can see in your performance and in your character. 
and yet you're not delivering a single line of dialogue. You're on the periphery of the frame in that moment. And we know everything that is going through his mind, everything that he wants to be saying out loud that he eventually does afterwards. Um, but I was interested in some of the challenges of filming a scene like that, where you, you know ultimately where the scene is going afterwards and you know where you have to build to, but you don't have the dialogue in order to take him to that space. Sometimes that's, it's an asset um, to not quite have the words when you're dealing with something um, that's, that's so guttural, that it's so close and he could taste it, um, but he really hasn't thought it through and he didn't even achieve it on his own. And so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a myopic, uh, I don't know, celebration ahead of time that, he, that he's, he's given himself. And so it's almost like, um, like a, a child not getting what he wanted. And also, he, he doesn't have the language to, to voice why he's upset and crying. So it was that. And also, you know, we talked pretty um, uh, extensively, Sue and I, about the depth of Tom's handling of the language. And she didn't want it to appear as he's assimilated. And he's really done the work to pay the respect, to know the ins and the outs. And so <clears throat> he was a bit hobbled by that, too. He's really relying on Solomon. Uh, and it's frustrating. And now it's not working and he can't even get it to go right. So uh, I think Sue just kind of set that scene up so beautifully when she wrote it out. Yeah. Were you, were you working with a dialect coach to, to figure that out? And, and then how did you figure out that, that assimilation of, okay, I think he'd be really good at, you know, these types of phrases or these words, but this is maybe where he's going to fall short a little bit. Uh, well, it was, I, I, I would be, I would have zoom uh, classes all the time on, on the language yeah. And then I would take them off and I would record them and then I'd walk around Korea and, and, and work it out, um, mostly phonetically. And then the time that I sent her back a tape and she's like, oh, that's great. And then I sent it to, to Sue. She's like, that's too good. That's better than I would be able to do. So just uh, knock it down a little bit. Um, and so I was like, great. <laughs> okay, so that's what that is. Um, yeah, and it, it was, uh, I had never spoken any language even close to Japanese. So it was all very, very, very new for me. And, and a lot of it happened while I was in quarantine in Korea and Vancouver. So I was just in a cell, my walls covered with phonetic spellings of text. Um, it was great. It was immersive. And I was just, again, like I was just so happy to be there. So all of the work just seemed part of the joy yeah and you were talking before as well about using phonetic language as well what, what oh. were kind of, how did you create your cheat sheets for how you were phonetically going to memorize all of the dialect oh dialect I, <laughs> okay it was it was um with dialect is koreans are very sensitive about dialect because it shows the, you know characteristic of that area so I was super sensitive about it too because you know I don't I didn't want to ruin any of those lines because of the dialect. So I have to focus on it. So I had a lot of Zoom coach and um, my personal teacher was on the set every time, and the scripter um, she was also from that area. So whenever I didn't have any time to go to my teacher, I asked my scripters, "Is that right?" and yeah, that's how I did it. And I, I thought I, I, one of the things it was 
kind of makes me too easy to approach to the dialogue is I was thinking it as a music. So, so I just want to pitch it as a music. And um, if, I, if I didn't find a way to think it's easy, I didn't have any way to, you know, it was, I, honestly, I was so stressed out because of the dialect. But yeah, that's how I um, deal with it. And, you know, uh, otherwise, I, I was trying to focus on my eyes. So, and I had few lines in Japanese. So, but thankfully, in high school, I was I learned Japanese for three years. So, uh, it was not that hard for me to learn Japanese. But and it was a very little line, and Sonja couldn't speak Japanese well. So um, it was fun learning Japanese. Was really fun and. Um, can I ask him one question? Oh, I, I really wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> I mean, like talking about like <laughs> talking about like no language. I was so impressed by you pressing the elevators button so hard. I mean, it shows his personality so well. And so I was, I, I tried to. I didn't get to work too much with you at all, um, but um, I spent a lot of time with Jin Ha, and you know I've. I've had roles of, you know, varying size, and I've been asked to work very, very hard, uh, sometimes less, you know, it was the lead of an Aaron Sorkin play. It's like, there's a lot of work. And I thought I knew what hard work was. And then spending my time with Jin, and I know that you were doing the exact same thing, to finish, these days are, tw you know, 12 to 16 hours, and then you have to go and do it the next day, and then your week extends. And it's nonstop work. There's no resting. And then he'd come home, we'd get some food, and he would have four scripts with all of the phonetics and everything he needs to know so that the next day goes off without a hitch. Like everybody waiting to make sure you're, you're doing about three jobs worth of language work and every day for an entire series. It's just phenomenal. Then to give the performance that you guys both gave, I just can't tell you how impressed I am. Yeah. So, one more. Oh my God. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy no, it is. It's absolutely yeah. mind-blowing, all of the details that went into it. And and I did want to ask you about the, the scene where she's saying goodbye to her mother, because I've heard you say that that was emotionally one of the hardest scenes of the entire season. It's such a beautiful moment because of everything the two of you built in every scene leading up. You know, there's tiny moments like her mom taking something food out of her bowl and giving it to her quietly when the rest of the family don't know she's pregnant. And there's so many details that you wove in leading up to that instance. And so what was that journey for you in finding the emotion? And, and finding everything that that means for your character because she doesn't know if she's ever going to see her again in that instance. Like, imagine you are saying goodbye to, her, to your mother and you cannot see each other more than 10 years. I couldn't imagine it. I was trying to guess the feelings, but no, I couldn't. And I, um, at that time, um, while I was shooting that scene, we were in Vancouver. So my mom and me text every morning and thanks to my mom, my mom texted me exactly that morning that um, I miss you so much. So I was wondering how my mom missed me a lot. I was like, thank you, mom. But that is, that is, you're terrible. <laughs> but I, I was, I, I, so I had that mind um, right away and go to set and 
I was I was having that emotions, and then right after I saw Inji, my mom, who um, who done beautifully on on the set, her eyes told me everything. So at that time, I remember while I was shooting that scene, I didn't have to think anything. You know, it just came out. I couldn't let her go. She was keep saying, "Just go, go," and Isa came to me, and the board is ready. I couldn't let her go. I couldn't. I um, um, so devastated. And at this this moment, I cannot explain how I felt at that um, day. It was huge, and um, I almost. I'm, I almost couldn't walk after I shoot that scene. Really, I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up and I couldn't do anything. So I had to keep some moments to, you know, to lay down. So we took, um, it's a, um, we took like five or six takes. But at first, we both were like, it was like untouchable. It was, you know, controllable. So, but, you know. Like again, I couldn't. I can. I don't know the exact vocabulary that I can explain that feelings, but um, it just came out naturally. I think just thinking about my mom and my grandmother and the relationship between grandmother and my mom, just um, yeah, it was. It was yeah, uh, it was huge. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of many stunning scenes throughout the entire series. And, you know, congratulations to both of you on all the incredibly well-deserved success of the series. And thank you for talking about it. And thank you so much to everyone for coming out this afternoon. Thanks, folks.